You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them Kim Trails in the sky. Grand Rising, everybody. Welcome to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, And it's a great, great time for y'all to be joining us at the top of the week. So, of course, I got to give you a great mental Monday. I'm so excited because today I have one guest, but he has multiple ventures happening. So I get to dive in deep today with Kenny Pleasant. He'll be joining us after we go through a couple of updates, but I'm really excited to have him here and hear all about Next Homes Prolific and also the first 100% Black-owned dispensary opening right here in Washington State called Pleasant Trees. So we'll be talking to Kenny all about all that he has going on. But of course, I got to welcome you guys to the show. It's the top of the show, so it's a great time for you to tag and share this stream. Please tag and share the stream with folks that you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. Also, if you can't watch our TV shows here on Converge, don't worry. You guys could also listen to them anywhere you find your favorite podcast. You can find The Day with Trey there by searching Converge Media Network on over like 200 different platforms. Y'all, so don't worry. We we got y'all. If you're in the car driving on your way to work or got that swing shift on the way home, don't trip. We got you guys covered so you guys can listen to any of our shows right here on Converge. Um, you know, this is really an exciting week because we have a couple of things going on and I want to give a huge shout out right now to Seattle Opera. They are right now is tickets are on sale for Elixir of Love. This looks like it is opera's most winning comedy. And I'm excited because, of course, I got to get there. I got to be able to tell you all about my experience. So I can't wait to see this show so I can share more about what's going on. And you know, with our partnership there with uh, Seattle Opera, we appreciate y'all for keeping us in the know about what's down there at McCall Hall. So thanks so much to our team over there. And we really appreciate bringing this opportunity to y'all. So again, I'm going to tell y'all from the operas that I have seen, they are phenomenal top tier talent, always some greatness when it comes to the costume. So, you know, try something different if you're not an opera goer. And if you are, y'all probably already got your season tickets, but we want to make sure that right here on the day with Trey, we're letting y'all know about those opportunities going down there at McCall Hall. Also, it's an exciting day because what? This is the season finale for Art of the Matter. Our girl T-Dub has been doing such a phenomenal show. And tonight at 6 p.m., she gets to dive in with Mama Dub, as we love to call her. So she'll she'll be talking all about her experience in arts and culture, uh, you know, her experience growing up in the historically Black neighborhood of the Central District. So this is going to be a phenomenal way to end a phenomenal season. Shout out to UT Dub, because honestly, every episode has been hitting. They have been fire. I know people have been reaching out saying how great they love it. It is such an amazing show. And T-Dub and the team have done an amazing job on this first season. So kudos to you, sis. Great job. And definitely tune in to Art of the Matter tonight at 6 p.m. right here on Converge. 
Well, that's it for my announcement. So I'm excited because you guys know I love to talk to people right here on this show. And the goal is for y'all to always hear something. So up next, we got our guy, Kenny Pleasant, in the building. He's going to be telling us about Next Home Prolific. And as I said, it's an exciting venture that he's also opening at the end of the month with Pleasant Trees. What's up, Kenny? Thanks for joining. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, when I spoke to you, you were telling me about so many different things and you've had ties into the community for a long time, but you understood the need for you to start building a team when it comes to the brokerage. Just tell us how you got to that point where you said, I'm going to utilize real estate as one of my ways for, you know, helping out community. Well, um, as I mentioned, I learned a lot from like the music business and different business models that I feel like a lot of us aren't um, taken advantage of with the exponential growth of technology and everything else. And in the real estate brokerage, I feel like we had 360 deals where the brokerage uh, had too much leverage over us. And for me, I wanted to step out, create something where I, that I, the model that I knew it should exist, where I can help with ownership, with investments and not take all their money in, in their pocket. Right. And so what I did for me is um, it was important to go and like uh, I believe it's uh, Mother Teresa says, be the change you want to see. And as much as I didn't want to do this, step out and create a brokerage, I felt like the market needed it. So I created systems that provide um, a lot of value, much more than any other brokerage, whether it's uh, Keller Williams or Compass, all the, uh, these other brokerages that give you the prestige and you know, they take your leverage away, right? Like signing a major deal to a company versus the independent route. So what I'm trying to do is say, look, you don't have to use this brokerage. It's a scam. Wake up. Let's look at new business models and figure out how we can change it instead of following the historic systems that usually have kept us enslaved and in bad situations. Right. I feel like the real estate brokerage for black people is the same thing. They don't really celebrate you. They accept you. And we're forced to acclimate to their culture. Right. Which is middle aged white women culture in Seattle and Bellevue. So why are we so accustomed to following these traditions that we don't want to step out and create our own thing? And so when I say that I provided more value, I mean more value, more tools, less money, better access to investment, the information. Every, across the board, I made sure that the offering that I finally put together was more than what they were, would expect. And when I say they, I mean our people. Mm -hmm. And now it's open for them to come. And if not learning and growing or excuse me, and joining my brokerage, then let's talk about how to go and create your own. Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be mine, but let's uh, work on a collective identity and um, um, gen build generational wealth by using the same systems that. Um, other cultures have used, which is group economics. Well, you you know, this is really, I think, interesting. And it was interesting to me to hear you talk a bit about this, because honestly, these are a lot of the models that I think built the first civilizations was this collective understanding. And so when you're talking about providing more value, you know, you're really talking about what real estate professionals, because there's a lot of different, you know, um, positions in the real estate game. So are you talking about, uh, you know, those who are out there, you know, doing the listings when you say they, who comes in to really benefit from this package that you put together? Uh, mostly real estate broke brokers, because what I wanted to do is this came from my old brokerage where they had this cooler 
that was full of water bottles and it said for clients only. And it got to be this really petty thing where I would come in and say, I'm the client of this brokerage, right? I understood that. How do they not understand that? And all of a sudden they would, you know, hey, you will be charged. They start changing the sign because I would take it off. It became really petty. And then all of a sudden I st on my monthly bill, which included everything you could think of from copies to the uh, space that I occupied. And then they started to add the water charge to it. Right. And so for me, I realized that in order for me to build the brokers the right way, I need to understand that the brokers are the customers. Mm. So they can then I can show them the systems in the way to service their client, which are the home buyers and sellers. But for me, I wanted to create a great experience for the brokers. And within that package, we have something called a client experience that will wow any client that they um, work with. So so this is my question, because I think for many of us, you know, that are looking to, to buy a home, some that may be looking to sell in our communities, oftentimes we think of, OK, I, I have somebody who's showing me, you know, listings. I have somebody who's taking me around. They're like my real estate professional. Tell us the difference between, you know, the person that we may see in the out facing versus a broker, because I think the 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 positions are different, right? Mm hmm. Well, in Washington, just to be clear, there we're all called brokers slash agents. It's the same thing. Got it. I'm assuming you're talking about the managing broker and the managing broker is just servicing people, babysitting, a lot of hand holding. It's not a glorious job. Mm -hmm. And that's why for me, it was kind of biting the bullet to say, OK, as much as I don't want to do this, I'm going to step out because I, I knew how much we needed it. Yeah. So your experience as a broker yourself really allowed you to understand the need for us to have a space, particularly because, I mean, when, when I saw this, we could put this photo up here of Next Home Prolific is what you uh, created with this brokerage firm. It's look at all these amazing folks here. I mean, you've got a solid team here, uh, amazing people that are coming together. But there's something that is also comforting, I think, for any black family in, you know, this side of the state that's really looking to buy or sell their home. Oftentimes we really want to try to find ways to work with people that we either know or that we feel we could build that relationship with to really trust. How did you do that in your line of business as a broker yourself? And how do you utilize that experience to then help the, the brokers that are coming into your brokerage? Um, so I don't really, I really can't articulate how we've been so um, poisoned with these different mindsets and these principles that in, um, trap us, right? But historically, the trust goes to a person that is of another color, right? We somehow, they represent trust. A person that looks like me and I come to an appointment, you say that this person is not trustworthy, right? Based on these historical sort of um, mindsets that mm -hmm. we've just uh, accustomed to. But what I wanted to do for the brokers is allow them to be themselves. They understand that everything that is taught within the major brokerages is based on a middle-aged white woman culture. Get out of that. Let me show you how to be yourself, knowledge of self, self, education, understanding excellence, a client experience, and then be yourself. It's much more freeing when all of a sudden you're able to compete in the top 10 in the uh, state, but yet be yourself. And mm -hmm. I want to show that. It's the reason why I don't wear a suit every day and I don't, you know, I. I remain myself mm -hmm. because I felt I saw how I did it. 
right? It was tragic. They, I felt like they abused me um, in any way they could because they knew I was alone on the east side, right? And so for me, I wanted to go back and say, let's create this. Always, always rooted in integrity, excellence, and making sure that we're consistent, we have follow-up, but let's show everyone that we can be ourselves and still represent excellence. Black people, it is possible. I can look like this and still provide middle-aged white man excellence and service. Yeah. Try it. Yeah. See, this is right here where we're talking about creating new models. It's something that I really gravitate to because I think you're absolutely right when you talk about us breaking down the monotony of thought that we've adopted, we've accepted as norms, right? And to be able to see something different in in actual action and seeing it in practice, that right there, I think is what a lot of people need to understand to break that monotony of thought that they may have. Sometimes we have to really look into ourselves and think about what it is that we are standing on, what type of things that we value. And you're right about that. Just like the way that it's been pummeled into us, there's something about a white woman in a suit, a white man in a suit when it comes to these things where we're like, okay, you know, you, you must be very knowledgeable, right? You must be an expert in this. You must know what you're talking about. And it's something different if you show up like you're dressed today and somebody goes, well, are you sure you know what you're doing? Like, how long have you done this? You know, wait a minute. You know, what kind of connects do you have? Because I think a lot of times we really uh, associate this outward appearance with what we think is actually on the inside. Oftentimes that's not the case. So your, your space is for real estate agents who you're saying are also brokers to come in and actually be themselves. And you have an actual space, right? Where people can work out of, tell us more about that model there and how, how maybe some people out there are looking for exactly what your brokerage offers. So again, I really have been trying to foster a collective identity because I spend countless hours studying and learning, right? That's my education. I read three or four books a month. I consume anything that will um, help me develop my, myself personally, uh, financially, or my business. So one, one thing that I have come to realize is that everyone does it. It's collective because you have the person on the forefront that says I'm the CEO or say Kenny or whoever it is that looks to be a lone ranger. They're not. They're going to their friends, their family. They're building this uh, pool of money and they get behind someone that has a good idea and then they champion that person and everyone wins. Right. But somehow if we do not learn to pull our resources together, develop a collective identity, group economics. We're going to continue to perpetuate the same thing over and over because we cannot compete one ver one person versus a company of 30 people. Right. Where it looks like they've done it alone. They haven't. This is the way, like you said, since the uh, beginning of times, we've had to do this collectively. And every a lot of people talk about it. But then when it comes down to, say, put your money up and what I mean, most people don't understand this. I don't mean call me and say I'm with it. I mean, Let's open a trust account today, 10 people. We put our money in there. We trust that when the opportunity presents itself that we will now have this money, right? But who, can you imagine that? Me telling, me meeting 10 people right now and saying, everybody, let's open a trust account tomorrow, put our money in there. And then when the opportunity presents itself, we'll be ready to purchase it, right? What typically happens is everybody says, yes, I go out, I scramble, I create the perfect opportunity, package it up nice and send it out. And nothing. 
That actually happened to me on this real estate brokers. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have done it if I didn't have six partners. None of them came through. It literally was a group chat with a lot of talk and chatter. It sounded good. And then when I said, all right, you guys, this is how much money we need. You, I have the screenshot to prove it. Nothing. They wow. ghosted me. Wow. So what I'm saying is that collective identity is what we need to do. Group economics. The reason why I keep repeating it, because I want that to really materialize with people and say, hey, we have acted as Lone Rangers and it's hard. I'm, I'm been through it. Right. Every time I needed to pull together some money, I would have all these people that said they were with it. But and then it would make me look like an idiot. And I'm because I go to them confidently. I got it. I believe them. You know what I'm saying? We're so good, so charismatic of presenting the story of, yeah, I'm with it. But then when it's time to put up the money, there's nothing. So if it's not me, maybe it's maybe I'm the common denominator, but go build it with someone else. Yeah. Like go create the model and show that it can be done. Yeah, this right here is where I think, you know, um, sometimes they say, oh, you you don't want to mix family and business. But no, if you got the right mindset, you can do it. I think you're absolutely right. And it doesn't have to be blood relatives. We're talking about people you grew up with that you really trust, you know, at the end of the day, when we have that idea that, OK, look, I'm going to invest twenty five hundred. You're going to invest with, like we're going to do something with this money. We're going to keep on investing in this collective pool of money. I love this idea, but it's also because I really understand that foundation of the first civilizations, <clears throat> which is always for me so inspiring. Mm -hmm. So you got more inspiration to share. We're going to get into all things pleasantries because now you've utilized this kind of collective model and you're doing something major right here for Washington State. You guys stay tuned. Uh, you know, we're going to be diving in with Kenny after this short break and learn all about this other business venture he has going on, pleasantries. You're watching The David Trey. Hey there, it's Trey Holiday. And of course, Besa and I had to take a trip back to Market Street Shoes to grab some items. They always know what to show us. And let me tell you, we both spent quality time to be sure we collected some amazing additions to our wardrobes. They have some of the most unique bags, shoes, and accessories. I mean, the whole shebang. It's always a good time when I get to shop with my girl, Basa. Make sure you go check out Market Street Shoes, y'all, and you too can walk out with some dope gear. Okay, you guys, look, we're still over here talking about this because welcome back to the day with Trey. Kenny Pleasant is my guest today, and we were just talking about collective economics, right? This is that idea of cooperative economics, everybody pulling into something. But Kenny, before we go into pleasantries, you were just sharing that actually there's opportunities right now. There may be some audience members out there listening, some guests who are like, wait a minute, how can I tap in? But you're saying there's something on the table, right? Yeah, um, I won't go into it. If someone is interested, they'll definitely contact me. But we yeah. have an opportunity out of state in a major market, one of the best markets in the country. And we're looking for a couple people to pull together some money and, and help participate in it. The work is done. We're not looking for any creative uh, input or anything other than some money. Yeah. So I, I want to give you that opportunity too, because you can look right there and let folks know how they can connect with you if they're interested in some of the things you're describing or on in the brokerage. Okay. Yeah. You can email me at kennypleasant at gmail.com or contact uh, my assistant Bria admin at nexthomeprolific.com. Thank you so much for that. Now, 
you know, these opportunities keep rolling, man. And I actually met you with uh, Pleasantries, right? We And I was like, what? First, 100% Black on dispensary because right here on Converge, when we heard that, you know, the story broke, Sean Kemp, you know, Black on dispensary, we were the first ones to be like, wait a minute, how much percentage does he really own? And and it, it showed up that people had to kind of retract their stories because everybody was celebrating as if he owned it 100%, but we realized it was only like 5%. So, Tell us about this venture with Pleasantries, and you've got a grand opening that's happening soon. First, I want to say I have um, my mentor and kind of um, person that basically my business partner, Michael Baraki, he's Eritrean. They have Kush 21, and he is actually the first black owned. Um, I pretty much studied under him for the last couple of years, figured out, you know, a, a way into the business, and we've worked together on some things. So. I got to give him credit for being the first black. Wow. Amazing. Kush, Kush 21. And this is up in Everett, right? Uh, Kush 21 is in Burien. Oh, okay. Now, Pleasantries is in Everett. Yes. Oh, okay. On so Highway 99. Yes. Got it. And so now after working with him and working underneath him and his kind of tutelage, you learn some ways to enter the business. Now, this is the exciting part for me because on the community level, one of the things that have been really getting pushed for are equity licenses, right? How do we break folks into this business, right? We have a Black community that was the most impacted by the war on drugs, which did not work necessarily, right? Didn't stop drugs. However, we understood that it also incarcerated many of our people who were out there, you know, dealing drugs and even those who were taking drugs, right? The way that they criminalized drug use was insane, right? But Black community members are the ones that were the most impacted by this. And so in the community, we've been like, man, we need to break into this billion-dollar industry in cannabis. You actually went about it through a private route. Just tell us a bit about what that looks like so folks really understand there's another way to do this. So the um, mine was an acquisition of another store. Um, and it was pretty difficult doing it by myself. And put simply, I don't want to crowd this with any other words, except if we pull resources together, there are stores that we can buy. There are new license, emerging states that are opening up licensing. If we had the opportunity to pull resources together because everyone else that is opening these stores that we're watching and saying, it's no fair. Look at what them they're doing it by simply pulling their money together and inquiring these different uh, licenses in different States and um, other stores are for sale all the time. But wow. you know, where are the, the people that are willing to sacrifice? Um, I heard once that everything we gain in life is a result of something we gave up. And a lot of us aren't willing to give up our luxuries, our lifestyles, our swag, the way we look, right? Our comfort in order for something greater. And I, I think it boils down to that. What are we willing to sacrifice so that we can participate and change the narrative instead of continuing to make documentaries about how black people are put out of this? There's opportunities open right now. Yeah. See, this right here, I think for me is um, kind of an eye opener. You know, I think for many people out there, because it's not as if. Black people don't spend money on things. But when you begin to prioritize some investments, when you begin to, to understand there's ways to utilize the same income you have and to do something that's going to actually create an asset for you that will pay you back, right, over time, that right there is something that has been happening 
over and over and over again. And even though our people may have created the models right now, we're not the main ones benefiting from them. Mm -hmm. So you're really talking about something that is, again, ancient as old as time. And yet we're the ones still kind of left behind in regard to where we are today. Now, pleasantries, I mean, what a dope name, by the way, right? Kitty Pleasant with pleasant trees. I just, I love the, the, the word play right there, but this is really exciting because you guys are opening at the end of the month, right? And you got a pretty major grand opening plan. Tell us all about that. So Saturday, July 30th uh, from 12 to 6, have a grand opening. Um, Pleasant Trees on Everett. We have Jacques that will be there. Um, he'll be signing autographs. He also working on a product that he may be releasing at the uh, store as well. We have food trucks, DJ and the community. So I'm hoping that my people from Seattle come out. I know it's a long drive, but come support if you would. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's really dope. And, you know, what a way to do it in style, too. It's like not just a grand opening. We're going to have Jacquees in the building. We're going to be, you know, elevating the tone a bit here with the food trucks and the DJs. Of course, we got to do it all, you know, in our sure. own way, right? In our own way. Well, you, you were talking about how this really takes a team. And I, I just want to give you time because I know that this has been a, a serious uphill lift uh, for, for you and other that have been with you, you know, make sure we understand that piece because sometimes people think, oh man, you know, Kenny must have had a million dollars to be able to do this stuff on his own. You're talking about it like, no, some people had to really also believe in you and it was tough. And you're saying there's a need for us to really do this collective pulling of our money so we can do more of the things that you're showcasing you're doing today. But I just want you to be able to give folks that message because that's what I do here on The Day with Trey. I really want them to hear that again from you before I let you go. Put simply, it don't feel as good as it looks. Um, it was the hardest work I ever had to do. Um, maintaining the brokerage. We also have a co-working space. It's called Think and Grow Space. Um, but deciding that the if logically I would have said, you know what, that's a great opportunity in the next three to six months or whatever, this new uh, state, out of state opportunity. But when the opportunity to buy the pleasantry store presented itself, it couldn't have been the worst timing. It couldn't have been any better, any worse, excuse me. And I know that, you know, opportunity sometimes not only once. And so I sacrifice pushed through everything, went through some, you know, situational depression, same thing like everybody else. But I decided that I, I had to make it happen. And even right now, my will and my commitment to make sure it succeeds and represents us is taking everything I got. So it's it again, everything we get in life is a result of something that we gave up is sacrificing. Yeah. And that's what it, it takes ultimately. It definitely does. And, and I feel you on that. I, I realize even for me and for the lane that I'm in, you know, there is always this kind of more personal sacrifice because life is work, right? I don't, there's not a lot of separation there. And there's something to be said about, you know, me being a mother and, you know, raising my kids to understand that. So I really appreciate that, man. If people are looking to connect with Pleasant Trees, to come out, make sure you look right there and let folks know how they can reach out to you on the pleasantry side pleasantries uh, you can email us at manager at pleasantries.com but of course we want you to stop by the address is 13224 highway 99 please come out before the grand opening we're opening right we're open right now 
um, under you'll find it under local roots is the previous name. But please come out Saturday between 12 and 6 to celebrate the grand opening party. Amazing. Kenny, thank you so much for coming on today. We had a great conversation last week and Absolutely. I'm like, man, I, I need to do what I can. So I really appreciate you coming on today and sharing your story. So inspiring for so many people. Thank you for what you're doing. I know it takes a toll on you personally, and I feel you on that. But absolutely, it looks like you are staying in, in your lane and building lanes for others to join you. So thank you for that inspiration. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Absolutely. You guys, what a great show today. Always so amazing to be inspired by our guests that come on. Of course, you guys got a couple of opportunities because if you are a real estate broker out there and you're looking for a space that's going to represent you more, I'm telling you, it looks like Next Home Prolific may be a great opportunity for you. And if you are one who partakes and you want to just support a Black-owned dispensary, make sure y'all come out to Pleasantries. He gave you the address there right on Highway 99 in Everett. And it looks like this Saturday, you'll have an opportunity to maybe get an autograph from Jacquees, get some great food from some D, from some food trucks, and then hear some great music from some DJ. Y'all, I'm telling you, he done turned it up a notch when it comes to opening. And I want y'all to get out there and have fun. But of course, for me, I want y'all to be inspired. You know, always uh, find a way to listen to the stories that are shared here on The Day with Trey to see yourself as a part of the solution. Clearly, Kenny has... He told you about the sacrifice that you need to do sometimes in order to be a part of that solution. Yet, honestly, what you gain in terms of the benefit is so much greater. And for many of us right now, we're paving the way for the next generations to benefit from all of our sacrifices. So please be inspired and see yourself as a part of the solution. A couple more announcements here because I got to make sure y'all know. Check out Art of the Matter tonight, 6 p.m. My girl T-Dub is doing her season finale episode with Mama Dub. So excited that this is happening. And honestly, what a phenomenal first season it's been. Shout out again to UT Dub. We love you so much. And thank you for all your hard work on this season. I got to also give a good shout out to Mama Dub because she's always there for me to appreciate you so much for being one of our top supporters here at Converge. And for all of our shows, we know we love you. We see you in our comments. We thank you so much for participating in our shows right here. I want to give another shout out to all of you for making our shows what they are. We could sit here and do amazing shows in the studio all day, but if we don't have y'all watching and y'all sharing and y'all pouring your love into it, it would almost feel like, man, what are we doing it for? So I just thank you guys so much for that. And I'm really excited because tomorrow I get to sit down with one of Converge Media's uh, photographers. Jordan is going to be in the building. He has a phenomenal story to share with us. I thought he just took photos, but he has a great, great exhibit that's going on right now. You guys, I'm so excited to dive in with him tomorrow. So make sure you guys tune in. And until tomorrow at 11 a.m. Atinga chati kubudirira Mwari alipaluti wipendura mbayu chirwa Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.